Welcome to the Innate Flow Podcast. My name is Nate Baumgartner, and you are tuning in to a vibration in the time-space continuum, communicating the wisdom, reflection, and awareness direct from the mouths of authentic truth-seekers and spiritual warriors. Drop in with us as we uncover how we as individuals can begin healing our collective consciousness in a holistic and intuitive way. Sit back, quiet the mind, and open the heart as we integrate the here and now. Whitney is a self-described super connector. She is the creator of Morph to Rise, the digital platform normalizing the intersection of psychedelics and bisexuality for the everyday housewife. She is also a spiritual teacher and psychedelic advocate, and I am very grateful to have her on the show today. Welcome, Whitney. Hi, yes. So happy to be here. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. So I typically start off my show with this standard question. It is a deep question. And it is, who is Whitney Cameron and why is she here on this earth today? I like that. I, I'm a truth seeker and um, definitely explorer, very curious, um, love humanity. I love life and duality. Um, I've grown a deep appreciation for the, the, the lights and the light and the shadow work. Um, after losing my mom about five years ago to cancer, the depth that it pulled out of my soul and the, the richness that I could feel has just illuminated so much more than I could have had without, um, having her leave this, leave this plane. So yeah, I'd say I'm a, I'm a light leader and a psychedelic advocate for those who it calls to, and just excited about life and getting healing messages out there. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that, for that mission and for, for sharing it. I would love to dive into your journey that got you to where you are now, you know, typically in, in this experience of life on the, the heroes, the heroines journey. Um, there's a death of an old identity that allows the new to be reborn. And I would love to hear about that in the context of your life, where you experience this crisis or the fracturing of consciousness along your journey. I think that couldn't have been more well put. The, it quite literally is. I will tell people um, that I speak to, especially people in grief, how much sometimes being shattered into a million pieces or feeling as though you have been is quite literally the best thing that could ever happen to you because it's it's an opportunity to rebuild and rewrite and really dive into the fullness of what your purpose is here and not waste time. So um, I felt very blessed because um, about 31 years old, I DMT came into my life as my first psychedelic. Prior to that, I had used cannabis and party MDMA, and that's pretty much it. And I was on a path where my mom was still alive. I had, I have a great family, which I'm blessed with. And, um, I'm currently about to be 37. So, um, yes, it's been a while since this happened, but, um, I was going, I was in a relationship that wasn't serving my soul. And I went to one of my spiritual, um, 
kind of guru women that I had no idea that psychedelics, honestly, it wasn't in my sphere at all. And I went to her to go do some therapy and I was telling her how lost I was. And she said, it sounds like you need to be pushed off a metaphorical cliff. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but sign me up (laughs) because I just felt like I had, I had a lot of um, OCD tendencies that came out during my unhappiness. Um, Pretty, you know, I was really always sweet and kind, but a little neurotic in the relationships that weren't serving me because I was just, I would nitpick at all the external stuff that really I could have changed by leaving, but didn't see through that at the time. So anyways, basically at that time, she told me that there was a shaman coming into town in the town that I was in at the time. And that there is a, he dispenses this toad medicine, Bufo um, DMT, and it's a smokable um, psychedelic that launches you into infinite cosmos and um, is quite the uh, big leap from never doing a psychedelic. So I did it. Um, I did it with my ex, my boyfriend at the time. And then a week later, he became my ex-boyfriend because I got clarity that that was not the relationship that I wanted. And um, I, the way I described it was like, I would go to my friends and I'm like, I feel like a paper boat just being floated through the river and I will go wherever it goes. And my friends would joke, they're like, I don't know who this Whitney is, but whatever you did, do more of it. (laughs) So um, it is one of those things that requires quite a bit of integration and I respect medicine. So I typically, you know, I don't go back to things right away. I I think I did it again about six months later, but luckily um, it was just a couple months before my mom got diagnosed with terminal cancer. My mom, um, she had breast cancer in 2013 and this was 2017. Um, She got, she was recommended to get radiation for um, a stage one breast cancer as well as chemotherapy. And they ended up putting her into a clinical trial in which they over-radiated her. Um, The medical system never admitted that, but she got a lung tumor that was unrelated to breast cancer and unrelated to um, anything else. And it was aggressive. So um, I had done the DMT at that time. And as she was dying, I got to share with her. I said, mom, you know, obviously this is the most painful part of our entire existence. She and I were each other's universe. And I said, mom, since we have to accept this, I want you to know something about death because DMT is a, it's a molecule that's released in our brain naturally when we die, when we're born and we go, when we go into complete meditation. And so luckily my DMT experience, I had surrendered to so much that mine was such a beautiful simulation of death that it was quite literally felt like a full body orgasm where all my cells were just so blissful and released. So I got to tell my mom, my sweet innocent mom, mom, guess what? This is, I I obviously don't want this to happen, but you're about to have a full body orgasm. And she goes, (laughs) she's leaning against the sink, throwing up on so many medications. And she goes, you say it's like a full body orgasm. And I go, oh yeah. She goes, I could get used to that idea. (laughs) And so we laughed and she was just, so that was kind of the beginning of everything. Um, It opened up so much for me. Um, And after she passed, I got to actually bring my dad into 
the DMT experience and he got to have a lot of grief work um, through it. What we both got to have this beautiful connection where my mom reached, we felt as though my mom reached out to us. And so that was, that was the beginning of it. Such a beautiful story. And with, I love psychedelics so much for the reason that they allow us to let go of the ego. They allow the ego to die, which allows us to connect to our soul awareness, to the undying aspect of ourselves that can, you know, allow us to perceive the death experience as what you're describing, as this beautiful, transcendent release, a letting go, a, um, a moving from like within the bardo realm, within from one realm to another realm and be in that um, temporal space of awareness and surrender. And what, what, when you say you're, you were able to um, bring this experience to your father and he was able to receive it and use it in connection to your mother to grieve and to process that, that brings so much joy to my heart. My mom just last week reached out to me telling me about an experience she had with her chiropractor where he told her about um, using MDMA. He was, he was an MDMA therapy. And she's like, is that something that you would ever be interested in? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, absolutely. This is something that I've been calling in oh. since um, starting to do this work. And let's combine it with psilocybin to have a grandfather heart ceremony and bring my brother in so that we can do collective ancestral healing around my father's passing. My dad died about five and a half years ago. And there is still a lot of sadness mm. and um, unresolved trauma around his passing for, for many different reasons. And I believe that that would be so healing for us to have in a collective experience. I'm curious, what, what was that experience like for you to sit with your father in grieving your mother's passing and connecting with her spirit? The, the most ironic gift of this whole thing. And thank you for sharing that story with me. That's so beautiful and yay for your ancestral healing. So cool. Ah, um, so with the, with the Bufo ceremony with my dad, we don't, you don't actually sit, you don't do it together, but we got to share the experience after. And he just came out and he was like, wow. Like he had done, he's like, I've done a lot of stuff in my years. And that is a, unlike anything, (laughs) he was so grateful. Um, but yeah, my dad was never my favorite parent because as it turns out, we have so many similarities and my, I had a lot of resistance to him and my mom was always the favorite one. She was my universe. And it was like, he just moved into parent number one parent when she left. And of course who wouldn't have chosen it this way, but now knowing all that we know and the depth that him and I have gone through this path. I mean, it's just, I I know my mom is just laughing and giggling over how, (laughs) how ironic we travel the world together. We do medicine together. He's just, he's such a number one cheerleader. So yeah, it's helped him night and day. He references the DMT. It's been many years, um, about five years since he's tried the, the DMT and he still references that he'll, he's able to go into meditation times 
or he'll be about to fall asleep. And he's like, oh, I had another one of those DMT drop-ins. And so that's really beautiful that he accesses that euphoria on a regular basis. And it's quite literally, you know, changed his grieving path for the better. So, And that is ultimately the goal. When we use these medicines, it's to be able to access these transcendental states when we're out of the influence of them, when we're not sitting with them to be able to find that universal connection, that connection that we are all one with everything else, that non-duality, um, that space. That's right. In, in your evolution with plant medicine, how, how have you learned to find harmony in that space in using it as a tool for personal development? In really, in, in every facet of my being and my personal development, it's, um, I, I do what I love about psychedelics is from my perspective, I don't think they're addicting at all because they're not something that you just go into for a great time, but it's, it's so intense and it's, it's such a unique time and space for it that I love the integration piece probably the most, you know, and having the ways that you can utilize the memory and the ways you can interpret it and get different layers to it at different times in your life. So I've done a lot of, a ton of personal development as well. Um, I started again about a three months before my um, mom passed, which it was all so serendipitous that I dove into this work, right. As she was about to get diagnosed, we had no idea that she was even sick at the time. So um, really the getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is probably the number one thing that psychedelics has done for me, as well as personal development, just going outside the box and really looking from a eagle eye view um, of, you know, like, I, I love the quote that says you can't solve the problem with the same mindset that it was created in. And, you know, I'm sure that's a, it's a quote that is always referenced, but it's one of my favorites because it is, it's like, we get so stuck in loops and I'm the first to admit, you know, we all get our anxious, um, rooted, you know, personality. I've, I've had some gut healing that I've done along this way and our gut, our gut brain is all connected. And I've had some exposures to different chemicals that have had effects on my gut and caused more anxiety and um, more neurotic tendencies. And so I've also been on a gut healing journey simultaneous with the inner work, simultaneously with the psychedelics. And it's just been this like complete marrying of um <laughs> All I can say is the deepest gratitude for my healers and the people that I found in the podcast and the connections that I made, because it, it really all is so interwoven. And I, I wouldn't, I put them kind of all on a pedestal, it's ultimately you that have, has to do the work, you know, any days that I do medicine work, I make sure that it's not a doing day of, of to-do list. So my natural state of being is is being in this do mode of productivity. And so really slowing down and just leaving spaciousness to have at least a day, sometimes that weekend or the week to really just 
go inward and not have commitments because I'm constantly a giver and giving my time to people. So that that's one big piece of my integration. Of course, eating well and just being really good, always treating my body like a temple, but even more so in that stillness. Um, and um, I love journaling's been, I, I, I resisted journaling for a long time. I didn't realize how important it is to express our, um, it, it, a lot of it has to do with like NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, where you're putting um, your thoughts on paper. There's something about the actual pen to paper, not just audio recording yourself and not just typing out your thoughts, but actually writing. Um, so that I found journaling very helpful. Meditation is my favorite thing that I, I meditate almost every day. And I am able to access that um, trance-like state unless I get the monkey mind that comes in and that, that can happen. Um, but with all the inner work that I've done, I've learned that the number one thing to, that can serve us is being out of the beating ourselves up state of mind. So just being with wherever you are. And so same with, so it's very parallel to medicine work because if you're on a say long ayahuasca journey and you're stuck in a loop, and it's uncomfortable, or you're getting visions that you didn't necessarily want to have, you can quite literally change that loop just by forgiving yourself, giving yourself love and compassion, really feeling it fully, just like if we feel our emotions fully, then it passes. If we feel it, com feel it completely, it's going to pass. That's a huge parallel. And allowing us to learn how to surrender because when we're in this space with ayahuasca, I've never done 5-MeO-DMT, I've done NN-DMT, um, though it, it puts us in this space where surrender is the only option. If we're fighting, then that loop, that negative thought yes. loop or whatever thought loop we're, we're in just gets more intense um, and resistance creates even more contraction in that space and can create an even more challenging experience. So it really teaches us how to surrender into um, reality, how to surrender yes. into what is, and also in learning how to surrender into what is, teaches us how potent our awareness is in creating our everyday reality. In the words that we speak to ourselves, in the emotions that we create through our language, um, allows us to be in that space of awareness of making that choice, being able to make that shift from having that inner critic voice come in to befriending that as an aspect of the multiplicity of voices that exist inside of us. Um, I'm, I'm curious specifically in the evolution of your grief, of your mom's passing, how have psychedelics supported you in that relationship, in refining that relationship with her? As I found this very unique situation of, you know, connecting with my dad in these spaces um, has helped me to really learn to heal even after he has passed a lot of the things that I didn't get the opportunity to resolve with him while he was alive. Yes, that's such a, it's a wonderful question. Thank you. Um, so I, one of my favorite stories is that, um, I, I did ayahuasca about, I'm going to say it's probably like a year and a half after my mom passed and it was my first time. And, 
Um, prior to doing that, I was I was 33 years old at the time, and I started seeing um, the number 33 everywhere. Like I'd pause music and TV, and I'm like, I didn't really understand it. It was just number pattering, and I was like, oh, I must just be on my awakening, like they talk about. And then I got to the ayahuasca retreat, and they were singing a song, and they referenced the fact that there's 33. Um, people in the retreat. And I was like, Oh, interesting. That must be like my number. Well, I did the medicine and my mom in one of the my first medicine journey, my mom showed me this illumination and it was these eight light beams. And she was, they were all hovering in a circle over me. And I could see that she lit up the most. And she said to me, my sweet daughter, you know, I had to become your eighth angel to complete your infinity sign and to launch into the fullness of who you are. And I'll be communicating with you and guiding you throughout this life, you know, and this is how it had to be. So it was like this absolutely incredible experience. And I was like, Oh, interesting. And about a month later, I'm just taking a shower, not really thinking of anything. And I get this message as you know, they talk about how downloads from spirits, it's just it's just this knowingness. It's not, it's a, it's kind of a voice and it's just hard. It's just like a boom, like a light bulb moment. And I realized it was a download from my mom. And I realized, you know, my mom was a computer programmer. And so she spoke in code for 32 years, I believe, um, as her career when she was alive. And so coding was her language as well as numbers. And if you do the numerical um, if you do the numerical representation of that, her, the initials were CC, which is three, three, 33, the two, um, that's her 33 is her numerical signature of CC. And I was like, holy shit, this is next level. Since that epiphany, I have seen 33 in the most bizarre, random ways and quite literally about 500,000 times. And I'm not exaggerating. Um, one of my favorite stories is that um, I, I'm with my, I've been with my current partner for over three years and he's just a sweet angel. We met when I was 33 years old and he was 32. And then I turned 33 and he turned, I mean, I turned 34 and he turned 33. Anyways, um, it was about nine months into our relationship and we were, I was in Europe. And my partner was here and he was driving. He's the best driver I've ever met. He avoided a car collision because someone ran a red light. And when he slammed on his brakes, his entire dashboard was lit up with threes. It was 333 miles on his on his mileage marker. He was 3.3 miles from his destination and he was 33 minutes from it. And he was like, uh, he, he couldn't wait to tell me, he's like, your mom, man, I don't even know. And he's like, uh, he used to not be such a believer as well as my dad, but they see it so often that it just never quits. Like it's, it's so beautiful. And I, I'm very humbled by it. I don't take it for granted. Um, but even I was telling a, a friend, a friend that was at my house about 33, we both went to separate stores. And at the same time, different cities, we both had $33 totals, had no idea. And um, I mean, the times my partner and I will get home from vacations, it's on the 33 minute mark. I mean, it goes on and on and on. I could tell you an entire 
probably several hours of examples. So it just tickles me. I feel, I don't think obviously that she's creating the number. I think she's drawing my attention to the number to show me that I'm on the right path. It shows up even more when I'm going through a hard time and um, it's really, it's, it's really special. So um, I, one, the one final story I'll share about the, um, that ties into my dad and my mom's messaging, how one, another favorite story of the 33 connection is um, my dad decided to try combo medicine in the last month um, to help with inflammation and grief. And um, that we're, we live in separate homes. I, I got a deck of my intuitive cards and I, I held them to my heart and I said, what message do my angels have for my dad on this combo morning? He's going through a very intense healing session. I shuffled the cards three times and a card plopped out on the floor out of 45 cards, card number 33 fell out. And so I called my practitioner, my combo practitioner, Jetta, who you have had on the show. I told her this. As the moment I was telling her, two cars pulled in front of her that were number 33 license plate. And then she gets to my dad. And when she puts the medicine, when they start the ceremony, the moment she put the medicine on him, she sees my mom just, she can see angels. And she sees my mom illuminate, this white light illuminate behind my dad. And my dad didn't know that she saw it, but he felt it. And then um, he had this beautiful cathartic healing journey. And when Jetta, the combo practitioner, looked up how far she was from going back to her home from my dad's house, she was 33 minutes away. So that's, it just, it, it's very, it's just, how do you explain this stuff? You know, my dad and my boyfriend, they can be, you know, a little on the woo-woo skeptical side. And I totally understand, but they just, they embrace it now. They think it's fun. And they're like, they don't have explanations. And they're just like, oh, there's mom getting our attention again and guiding us. So it's, it's I'm really grateful for that. Um, yes, it's all changed my life drastically. Seeing that synchronicity, 33 seconds was also the first voice message I sent you. Yes. You yes. That, and I was like, yeah, of course, of course, it all makes sense. <laughs> and it is the the Christ consciousness number. It is the um, yes the age Jesus was when he died. And uh, you know, so to be you know transparent, I'm so the opposite of religious. I'm definitely more like universe consciousness. However, I think it's very interesting that there is a Christ consciousness, and you know, it, more power to the thirty three. Certainly, yeah, and it, it's so beautiful to have that. Um, that synchronicity and reminder of connection to your mom at these moments. I would love to hear about your experience of um, DMT unlocking aspects of your sexuality and your processing of that. Yes. So as long as I can remember, I've been heterosexual. I've always identified as, you know, loving the male energy um, the closest I can even recognize a little spark of curiosity was when I was younger, I'd see some more masculine energy, lesbian, you know, masculine presenting lesbians. I'd be like, oh, 
that's interesting. If I were lesbian, I would be attracted to that probably, you know? And so I didn't really, it, it never occurred to me dating um, women never sparked my curiosity. And I spent, um, I was in a relationship that turned into a marriage from 16 to 28. I was with my ex-husband. Um, we got married at 20, got divorced at 28. I, when most people were exploring, I was in, a, you know, marriage partnership and it was a challenging relationship, but I was very loyal. And, um, I also have been a dental hygienist since 22 and, um, yeah, so I, I'm a pretty in general, pretty monogamous, usually like hard to stay single. I usually get into loving deep relationships, even if they're not the most healthy. So um, at the time um, I did DMT, I had also started going to a self-development um, course that was really opening. And I happened to become friends with a, a girl who's now my best soul sister and friend only. Um, but at the time she was in a lesbian partnership. She's no longer that. And um, I had, I had done DMT about two months prior to that, I believe, or a few months prior to that. And I had started thinking, I'm like, you know, I'm really, this dating men thing is really just distracting. And I feel like I have all this entrepreneurship blood boiling through me. And I get so kind of derailed by all the energy that I put in and the love that I put into these male relationships that I feel like I really want like a break from that. But I also have a lot of love to give. And it, I started thinking, I'm like, well, why, why are women so sought after? Like, there must be something they're like, there are you know, fights over it. There's, you know, but I mean, it's in every movie. I'm like, I mean, women must be really awesome. Maybe I should try being the explorer that I am. I'm like, am I missing out on something that I don't know about? Is there like a secret of the universe in the woman, everything? And so um, I started getting curious and I ended up sitting on the curiosity for like a year. And it was more just like, I'd go to clubs. Sometimes the girl would hit on me and I'd be like, oh, I liked that. Huh, who would have thought? I was, you know, 31 or 31, 32. And I was like, this is really interesting. I, I, nor, I used to think that it would be kind of gross and give, make, make my stomach churn, to be honest. But I started getting more and more open, the more and more medicine work I did and friendships I made and just kind of being free of these baggage relationships. Um, and so finally, um, I was newly out of a, a, sh a shorter relationship that wasn't bad. It just needed, we were long distance and needed to end. And um, I went to a, um, I wandered into a gay club. I didn't even mean to. And I was like, oh, it's my opportunity to make out with my first, like really go all in. I'm going to try this lesbian thing for a moment and see what that's like. And I really liked the openness that I had. I ended up um, having a very tumultuous, serious relationship with this woman for off and on for like nine months. To, and to be honest, it quite literally chewed me up and spit me out. It was, um, she, it was, there, there was, it was a very intense, 
uh, dynamic. Um, I being the healer that I am, I can tend to draw in people that have a lot of things that, um, yeah, and I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. I'm very, you know, so anyways, it was, it was actually beautiful. There's beautiful aspects to the relationship. And, um, from, from that relationship, I recognized that I didn't want to have my life partner as a woman, but I felt like dating women was a really, um, it gave me such an insight into how beautiful I am, um, inside and out because, I, when I, when I did, I, so I chose to date women for about a year and I'm very careful with my body. So a lot of that dating is like going out, dancing, making out light play, you know, being careful, but having fun. And, um, I, I started realizing just how beautiful the female energy is, the safety. Um, it, it's just every part of us, like we, we think is so, um, wrong. Like if we have cellulite or we haven't shaved or just these silly insecurities that we think that people, um, care about, like really men don't care about it and neither do women. It's like, we're human. And the amount of, I just gained so much gratitude. And it was almost like when I, when I was with, when I'm with women or was with women, I, feel like I'm loving on myself in a way it's and it's not from like a narcissistic perspective it it's definitely like an energy exchange and I would always in general choose really kind loving women to you know share deeper energy with um but I would kind of joke around I don't say this with any you know judgment but I I kind of joke that I feel kind of bad for women that have this curiosity that haven't explored it because I think there's a lot of self love opportunity in there. And, um, I, I did actually, I, I did fall in love with that one woman and it's not like I'm just, you know, I, I say that I'm like 60% straight, 40% fluid, um, where I prefer the male energy, but, um, I really love my experience with women. I still love women. I think they're beautiful. Um, yeah, I, and DMT quite literally unlocked this for me. It was, it was like a light switch went off as soon as I did it. It was like, I met this person and I I just felt a completely different Whitney of like complete self-acceptance. Um, just, I trans so much transcendence in every way. And it's, it's actually one of my favorite aspects of myself. Um, I, I more don't talk about it often because I don't want to make people uncomfortable, but that's also some codependency that I'm healing. So of trying over nurturing and everything, but you know, I'm, I'm really getting more loud and proud about it. Um, I happen to be with a male partner who is just a one woman show. He is so in love with me and couldn't care less about this aspect of me, but he supports me. He's like, do you whatever, whatever you like, that's fine. You know, but he just, he just loves me. And it's, I feel blessed for that. That's beautiful. And in that process of unlocking, do you feel that there was an aspect of you releasing societal judgments of your feminine that were then, you know, able to dissolve 
and allow you to reconnect with that um, aspect of yourself to integrate that, you know, coming back to integration. Yeah, that actually couldn't be a more well put statement. I'd say that's uh, 100% what happened. And I didn't know it was coming, but I'm so glad it did. I mean, I, I wouldn't say DMT made me bisexual. I'd say they unlocked, you know, it released me from my, my judgments of myself and society and how you're supposed to be and just really, yeah, just brought fluidity that was much needed in such a rigid state that I used to be in. Um, it, it's, it, my, my anxiety relief has been drastic. My OCD neuroses relief has been night and day. I mean, people say they don't even recognize me from when, before I did psychedelics. So yeah, they're, they're powerful catalysts for self-growth and yeah, allowing us to, to heal these aspects of ourself that come from these core wounds of trauma that we experience growing up. I would love to hear more about your journey from you know, bringing these aspects of using psychedelics to heal yourself into using them to support others in their own healing as a psychedelic advocate and in creating the Morph to Rise platform. What's happening, Innate Flow family? I'm interrupting this episode to talk with you about something of incredible importance. We live in a time where there is much polarization and fracturing in the world, so much so that much of our society has internalized that energy, creating symptoms of depression, anxiety, and other mind viruses. This is why the world needs you now more than ever. It needs your healing, your awareness, and compassion. And one of the most powerful allies that I've encountered in my healing journey has been psychedelic mushrooms. This is why I created the Innate Flow Microdose Immersion. Join me over 12 weeks as we simultaneously build our relationship with the medicine while connecting with the truth of who we are, befriending the different parts of ourself, and building vision in our lives within a supportive community. Through the wisdom of mystery traditions and sacred healing practices, you will build a practical tool belt for living with full intention and curiosity, allowing you to shift from merely surviving the day-to-day -day into creating the life you have always dreamed of. Round three starts in early October 2022. Book a time to chat with me at innateflow.co and join us in the awakening. The world needs you, your community needs you, in all of your beauty and your truth. I will talk with you soon. Oh, yes. My favorite subject of all. Thank you. So I get a lot. My mom communicates with me constantly and, and my angel guides. And um, 2019, I went to Burning Man. And um, my sweet partner that I'm still with, he helped me go. He couldn't go with me, but I told him, I was like, I, this is on my, this is like my Dharma. I know that there is some answers there for what my next calling is to do with my life. I need, I, I currently have been a hygienist for 14 years. However, it's extremely hard on my body. And I love the interpersonal work, the being able to heal patients and I love so much about my job, but I, I only have bandwidth and my body can only handle about two days a week. I sometimes will do three, but I spend a tremendous amount of time 
doing all types of muscle release work and therapy to not be in pain from the physical of it. So I'm needing to find another means of, you know, serving the world and, and myself. Um, so I went to Burning Man and I came back and I was like, I didn't get an immediate answer as these things often come. I was like, Oh, maybe I'm supposed to write my book. And the theme of, um, the theme of Burning Man 2019 was metamorphosis. And I've always really identified with the, you know, the chrysalis, the butterfly coming out and the metamorphosis, spreading your wings, all aspects of the butterfly. And, um, one day, a couple months after that, again, just like sober, hanging out with myself. I just, it was like, boom, I'm a super connector. Like what, what do I have to bring? And so I've been blessed with about, I've worked with, I'd say at least eight really like world-class healers and coaches. Um, I have a coach friend that works with celebrities, you know, and is just the most humble human on the planet. And there's just, there's so many, um, yeah, there's so many incredible healers that I've had access to that are not necessarily accessible for um, everyone to see because I, you know, there's a healer for everyone and um, not everyone can see everyone, right? And so my, I started jotting down all these lessons from all the different medicine journeys and coaching, one-on-one coaching and women's circles. And I realized I'm like, God, I have like so much content here, like of things that are definitely not, I'm not trying to say they're, they're mine, but it's my interpretation. And I, I, I'm always sharing things with my patients and they go and they take off with it. I give them, I give them um, videos to watch on YouTube and different excerpts that I've written down and different things. And people really do listen. And they tell me, you know, people always say, you just make me feel so good, Whitney. And so I know that I'm here to help support people to feel good and feel better. And it's okay to also not feel good, but if you, you know, just to rise and um, elevate. So the, the name um, metamorphosis, I was like, I just came up with, it's morphed like the word metamorphosis, the number two, and then rise. And so the, the two I like as just a visible, it just looks nice in between, but it's also like double, right? Like we, and I love numerology anyways. So um, it's got to play on words. And so my platform is going to be, um, it's a free platform for humanity. And it's going to be um, basically a connection site where I have the best healer links, the best YouTube videos, the best different alternatives to psychedelics, because there are many, the best breathwork coaches, you know, there's, there's about 12 different subjects that I have found to be like, to have brought me to the place that I am. And I am a Virgo, I'm into very much into organization. So it's going to be very easy on the eye, very easy to navigate. And um, all of the healers that I've worked with, have made it clear that when I launch this free platform, they will be launching me because it's like, it's like a win, 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 where we all are advocating for each other with no, you know, there's just, it's such a pure, um, I have such a pure intention behind it. It's really just to get the message out. Um, 
I know that somehow it will materialize into what I do with my life. Um, I know I meant to speak in a big way. Um, I'm really not worried about how, how it's, you know, I've had a lot of people say, how are you going to make money on that? I, I just know intuitively that I'm here to spread a big message and I trust that the abundance will come. So that is my gift to the world. It's my mom. I believe my mom and I heal people together and um, I'm really excited about it. I'm also giving it incredible amounts of patience. I am not, I, my, I'm just getting my Instagram going. I am about to work on my website and the platform itself is going to be birthed when it's going to be birthed. And I can say that everything seems to take longer than you imagine. Um, it, in the beautiful serendipity of everything, things have been brought into my life, different big growth opportunities, challenging things, um, big challenging things, things around my codependency, things around finances, you know, um, that have really just been new invitations for bigger expansion and also will help and be the most authentic me um, that's done the deepest layers of work for the platform. So I know that once I am the Whitney that's going to meant to show up for Morph to Rise in fullness of who I am, then that platform will be birthed. Um, in the meantime, I am doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. I love working with women and I have this experience. If you live in my area, I have this experience I do. Um, it's a combination of body work and this, I call it a feather bath. And, uh, there's, you know, meditation involved. And I've had many women say under no substances that they've had um, past life regression and they've gotten all kinds of answers for their future. And they, I've had women call me and say, I've been like vibrating at the highest frequency for two weeks since I've seen you. And, um, yeah, and I just, I really, I'm calling in just very aligned clients. Um, I do free consultations because I'm only going to take on clients that it's like a complete journey of growth together. So I'm not, I'm not in a rush to, collect people. I want it to be a profound journey work experience with me where we're both growing together and inspiring each other together and um, have it be at a pace that's comfortable in this whirlwind of a life that it can be. Um, so that's, that's where I'm in um, currently. That's yeah. It's such a powerful experience to feel yourself following this inspiration to feel yourself being pulled by, by destiny and surrendering to allowing it to be different and even more beautiful than you could have possibly imagined as it unfolds. And when the time is right for that step to be taken, you know, you allow it to, to become in this pure space of potential. So it's a beautiful thing to, to witness and to experience um, simultaneously as I, you know, see you in, in your space of realizing this potential, uh, where, where can people find if they want to, or if coaches even would like to be featured on Morph to Rise, where can they find you? If people are interested in learning more about it, where can they um, reach out to you for your coaching as well? Yes. So my Instagram, um, my business Instagram is Morph, the number two rise. Um, and my personal account, if you want to follow me there as well, is Tooth Fairy Wit, like short for Whitney. 
Um, and my email is morph to rise at gmail.com. Um, and the other thing I was going to say, Nate, is the reason I feel like I'm an advocate, what I notice about my own temperament is that I'm very thorough, very thoughtful, and I, I tend to really do stuff with, um, with caution. Um, and I, I want a lot of science-backed research behind what I do. And what I notice with what my patients, I, I speak to a lot of, I speak to a lot of moms, a lot of married women, a lot of women that are really stuck in this, this um, paradigm of needing to overgive, you know, um, not necessarily being in happy partnerships, being miserable as parents in certain ways, also simultaneously being happy, right? Like um, the stuckness. And what I find that really is so, I'm so honored to be the light holder for is that I'm, I'm, I'm a, a whole lot of woo woo. And I'm also a whole lot of like the norm, like the basic, the, the typical American profile. And so that is my, you know, what I feel like is my calling is to kind of merge the two worlds and say, Hey, like I was for 31 years, just like doing life the way that I thought it was supposed to be done, like doing things because I felt obligated, um, you know, just showing up as a woman in with this, not even realizing how much resentment there was, you know, for how much I was giving. I'm, I'm still healing the giving wound because I give, give, give. And then my cup is just empty. And so I've, I've worked on this tremendously um, in the last year. I would like to share a little bit about my combo experience. So combo, I think, is the perfect. It's kind of like me. It's like a little bit woo-woo, a little bit not, right? It's alternative, um, but it's not psychedelic. And there's so many people that I meet that are just, they, they just don't feel the capacity to go into the experience of the psychedelic unraveling. And I respect that. I think that everyone knows what they're ready for. Some people don't, aren't, don't want to pick the scabs off, you know, um, it's hard. This inner work is, it's never, <laughs> it, it really never ends and that's okay. And it's when you're ready to dive in. So with combo, I had heard about it. It's a, it's a frog medicine as well. Um, but it's, it's legal and it's accessible to everyone all over the world. And it's a non-psychedelic 20 minute experience that can release cellular trauma, um, and all kinds of spiritual blockages and everything without, um, without having to talk about it or process it psychologically. And so, um, some interesting thing that COVID gifted me as a invitation for growth was, a tremendous amount of PTSD that came up um, about in September of last year, um, being a hygienist, wearing N95 masks, not being able to breathe, having patients under severe anxiety, them not breathing, having dental phobia and being overdue. I quite literally felt like I could be getting lung cancer like my mom. I had this story where I, I felt blockages and I felt like my, every time I took a deep breath, especially at work, I felt like I couldn't get it. I, I couldn't get enough breath. And so I had, you know, I'd done, I'm like, I don't feel like ayahuasca is my answer. I had heard about combo five years ago and I hadn't really heard about it in a context that called me. And as I was going through this really dark period, 
um, I had a friend visiting and she had, she's been working with combo for years and she told me all the health benefits of it. Um, I also started listening to a bunch of podcasts on it and talking to a bunch of people, um, hearing a bunch of stories on it. So finally I was ready for it and I was started asking the universe for messages. And then right within a month of that, I showed up at a, um, a gathering where, I um, met a combo practitioner and I also had a friend that offered combo medicine. So I got to work um, with both people at different times. And it was when I did it the first time, immediately started getting my lung, like it like cleared this blockage in my lungs where it was such a physical um, release of a symptom that you can't make up. Like I, before I quite literally didn't feel like I could take a deep, deep breath. And after one combo session felt like I got my breath back and I became so enamored with the medicine because one of the parts of the PTSD seeing my mom so ill and suffering, she wasn't a loud sufferer, but she was a very, very quiet suffer and she was she would shake sometimes over how painful the cancer was even with all the pain meds in the world and so I realized that I'm not scared of death because I know how blissful that is but I am scared of suffering and what combo medicine did for me is it showed me that I have a a 20 minute opportunity to choose whether I suffer through discomfort or not. So combo does make you sick. You do throw up, you do get a fever, you do shake, you know, often people have different reactions, you know, it's uncomfortable, but I grew this deep appreciation for being in a healthy human body that could experience this medicine, could go through it and then come out the other side with drastically like healing of my gut inflammation, back pain was healed. Like, so I would, I would shake, shaking is a normal release of traumas in our cells. Um, the first three times I did it, I would shake for like 20 minutes after, and it felt so good. I didn't really know what I was, I had no control over it, but it felt natural. And I found out that when deers, um, or a lot of wild animals, when they almost get hit by a car, they will shake. And they'll shake off the trauma so that it doesn't live in them their cells. But as humans are so dynamic and so full of lots of things are to put our mind on that we do, we forget to release it. You know, we we don't want to feel fully. And so combo has been truly like I I love ayahuasca, but combo is my and I, I both I'd say both do tremendous things um combos such a beautiful holistic healing modality that's more accessible quicker more efficient and can provide a lot of unlocking in your cells and all the a lot of the benefits of ayahuasca without um, all the other things that come along with ayahuasca, you know, and I love grandmother ayahuasca with all my heart. And she's the, the medicine there. Every medicine is completely unique and special. Currently I'm really on the combo path because it has, it has released so much for me to be able to feel deeper, to cry deeper, to not, to not choose suffering. Even when I'm cold and uncomfortable now, I'm like, Oh, 
I went through combo. It's fine. I'm going to be fine. It's just, it's just the sensation of being cold. Like I get to tell myself, this is just a sensation in this body experience that I'm having. So that is, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to share about combo. Thank you so much for that. And for me, it's a really powerful testament that no one tool is the answer. And when we're able to take this multifaceted approach and really listen to our intuition as to what we're being called towards, perhaps it's somatic release work rather than psychedelics or breath work or TRE or combo versus going, you know, immediately into the ayahuasca ceremony and expecting the, the healing. It's, you know, ultimately listening to ourselves, to our body, to our intuitive awareness and understanding that these different tools are all part of our tool belt for integration at different times. So thank you for sharing that. Yes, so incredible being here with you. It, it has been a beautiful experience having this conversation with you, hearing all about um, your experience using psychedelics for supporting your own personal growth, your healing, your grieving. And yeah, I'm sending you love on your journey as Morph to Rise grows, as your coaching thank practice you. grows, and wishing you a, a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Thank you so much for coming on the show. I trust you resonated with Whitney's healing journey. She's an incredible human being, so stay tuned for her upcoming launch of the Morph to Rise platform. Also, if you've been enjoying this podcast, I invite you to drop us a rating and review at your favorite podcast app. And remember that though we may feel alone at times, We are merely a node in the universal interconnected energetic field of love. And in this moment, being held in this field of love, you are doing amazing and you are right where you need to be. Aho, great spirit.